Welcome everybody, welcome back to the Pez Universe podcast, this is episode 13, um, feels like we are rattling through these uh, completely. Uh, today I am joined uh, not by the Midnight Kid, uh, he's decided to take a, you know, an evening off. Uh, I'm actually joined by one of the, probably the emerging talents from uh, the Pez League uh, broadcast team. Um, I'm joined by the friendly Dutchman, uh, Rene Trier. Uh, a very good afternoon, Rene. Hey, good afternoon, man. Great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, yeah, well, we, we thought we'd get you on. I, I mean, I had a, an idea to get you on kind of after the Pez League finals, obviously scheduling and, you know, conflicts. They, yeah. You know, it, it gets in the way sometimes. So, oh, yeah. It, and, and we're able to kind of analyze a little bit more what actually happened at Pez League, which I suppose is a, is a, is a, is a blessing, really. Um, oh, yeah. uh, but before we even get into all of that, because obviously you're quite new to the actual broadcast team. I think this year was your first events uh, with, with Pez League. Um, yeah. We want to kind of scratch beneath the surface and get to know you a little bit. Obviously, I know a little bit about you because, you know, every time we get together, I just talk you, talk you to <laughs> death. Uh, but uh, but for the for the lay person that's that's listening to this who has no idea who you are, Rene, if you want to kind of go through kind of your history with gaming a little bit, because obviously I know there's a there's quite an interesting kind of couple of backstories there. Uh, so yeah. I'll I'll let you have the floor. So Rene, if you in your own words, what what, what is it you do? Uh, cool. Well, uh, currently I am a commentator and host um, mostly. Sometimes I'm a speaker. Uh, but mostly I'm an esports commentator and uh, sometimes a host. Also do some football matches now and then. And the way it all started way back when was when I broke my ankle and I sat at home with a cast around my leg just playing games online and doing homework from home. But wow. uh, I had a lot of time to kill. So yeah, I was playing Counter-Strike back in the day. Uh, <laughs> I think it was 20, 21, 22 years old and playing a lot of counter-strike online and then i got decent and then somebody asked me to join their team and i was like team what the hell are you on about it's just like <laughs> <laughs> we're all rambos right you just shoot yeah. at everything that moves but uh, then the whole world of esports opened up to me they were like we've got a team uh, of five players playing against other teams and we're playing online leagues and uh, every every few weekends uh, we come together to practice and uh, and maybe do a land tournaments and uh, so I, I started out like that, playing Counter-Strike in a team and uh, working my way up the ladder basically in Holland at some point, uh, getting some top three placements, getting one tournament win. Uh, but uh, yeah, but back then the prices weren't so great. It was like 300, 300 I don't even know if it's Euros or Gilders <laughs> back then. Don't show <laughs> but, your age, Rene. Don't show your age. First, first rule. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like probably 300 Euros and then you had to divide it with five players. So it's like oh, 60 wow. apiece. And, and we were practicing like four days a week to be able to stay on top or well, to be able to get to the top. And we hadn't even reached the actual uh, Dutch top, top level just yet. Um, so yeah, wow. uh, it was kind of fun, but at the same time, it was draining a lot of time and at some point I wanted to do sports again. I was getting fit again. I wanted to spend time with my friends again. So I, I stopped playing Counter-Strike um, back in 2008. Mm -hmm. And then our sponsor back then from our team at some point approached me a year later uh, mm -hmm. saying, hey, we're going to do some uh, broadcasting. Would you like to join us? because uh, you were always the, uh, the team captain, so you were always doing the interviews, you were always, uh, you'd always have your, uh, your words ready in Dutch or English, no problem, uh, not shy of the cameras, etc. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of a great plan, I'd love to try that. And then, uh, of course, 
back then it was it was very amateuristic both behind the camera and in front of it <laughs> but uh, we had a lot of fun and we got we got a following uh, it was chaos tv back then mm -hmm. uh, chaos at some point had the, the best team in holland as well uh, when i was with them we were like like uh, below top five but at some point they had the number one team in holland which actually wow. played a couple of dreamhack uh, events as well Oh, wow. uh, but as a commentator, um, at some point I got to do some international stuff as well for Counter-Strike back in 2010, 2011. I was still doing it just as a hobby back then, uh, yeah. not, not even really making a salary, just like 50, 50 bucks a day probably mm -hmm. and, uh, and expenses paid of course. Uh, but it was good fun. Uh, and I, I started slowly taking it more seriously because I, I felt like it was something I could potentially be very good at. And I was seeing that it was bringing a lot of joy to people as well. So I decided to uh, to buckle down and, uh, and become an actual proper good commentator. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I was crazy about football as well. So that's where uh, PES at some point comes in. Uh, yeah. it, at first, I got asked to do a, a FIFA event because... Uh, uh, an organization, a gaming organization, was uh, hosting a FIFA event somewhere in Amsterdam. And they knew I was living close to Amsterdam. They knew I was crazy about football. So they said, hey, want to try? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I was there. And it was actually uh, an event with uh, Koen Weiland, one of the best Dutch players there, but also some international good players like Brian Mouillard from Belgium and uh, a couple of international uh, super players as well. So it was really, really fun to do. And then uh, after doing that event, I got asked to do my first PES League event, which was in 2012 or 2011. Uh, but yes, that was so that was the Dutch the, events. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, yeah, yeah. you've done a lot of the the, the Dutch events. I I, I suppose I, I'm I should prefix prefix this by saying that obviously the the I suppose for 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 mainstream PES or for you know for the PES community. It, your kind of rise to prevalence is kind of now a little bit more you're more worldwide now than you are just in in holland which is which is you know which is great yeah i definitely. think also the interesting bit for for me to or at least for my interesting bit about you is is that you've seen where esports kind of started you know when oh, your yeah. CSGOs and when you're saying you know what price money wasn't very good and there wasn't yeah. that much exposure and there's this that and the, other. And now the venues kind of weren't to... great because we were like in a, in a school in the summer because yeah. school, schools had stopped so we were allowed to use one of the classrooms as a venue uh, yeah. that sort of stuff yeah, and back <laughs> yeah. Where it but now started. obviously but then for example you know a couple of weekends ago you come to your to, to a PES oh, yeah. final and it's you know, it's stacked oh, out at the Emirates Stadium. I mean, I, I remember going to uh, the new Camp for my first ever kind of regional event. And I was just, it was it was just blown away. You walk in the doors and your eyes just light up and you're like, where am I? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And to, and to realize that you're not, not even just there as a spectator for a match, yeah. but actually working inside the stadium and... and... Uh, that's that's like a dream come true. If anyone would have told me that five years ago, I'd probably say they're crazy. But <laughs> stuff is happening right now. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, that's that's that that's exactly it. You know, with with kind of esports and with broadcasting, it, it puts you in places that you you know you wouldn't necessarily go to. I mean, I know I was, you know, very close to going to the, or at least very close to uh, putting myself forward to go for the uh, WESG uh, in oh, yeah. Kiev. You know. And and that even then, when I was explaining to people who were working, oh, I might I might be going to this. They were like, hold up, you're going to Kiev, like <laughs> you're going to Kiev for the. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, 
that that that's that's what this 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 kind of esports does. I mean, it's the same thing with with eFootball Pro. You know, yeah. I've had the luxury and the, the you know the you know the the luck to be able to go and be an analyst and say to people, "Yep, I'm going to Barcelona on Saturday morning. I'll be back on <laughs> on Sunday." And they're like, yeah. oh, "What are you doing? Like, are you some type of super spy or something?" That you, and and you know, then, you like a couple of spy. times as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's that and it's that regularity of they're going. Oh, so what are you going to do this weekend? Oh, I'm going to Barcelona. So, so, <laughs> okay. And now it's got to a stage now. They're just like, "Yeah, okay, that's that's kind of what he does." You know, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it's crazy that 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 gaming and esports and, and and broadcasting and all of those different things can put you in these places. You know, for example, you know, had I never or had I not qualified for Liverpool in December, uh, you know, I would never have had the luxury of, of meeting yourself. You know, it's it's you yeah, know, exactly. I, I'd never have the you know, it's the kind of the um, sliding doors or the butterfly effect. Is you know, you know, you know, if I don't meet if I don't meet you in Liverpool maybe this podcast doesn't happen you know it's it's yeah, but i get right. to meet all of those different characters and those different people that i'd never have the luxury of being able to meet so yeah you know, i mean going to going to pez league last weekend and uh, oh sorry not last weekend it was a couple of weekends ago um and going to london and seeing some people who i already knew but then meeting people that i'd never met before and and yeah. seeing you know that kind of togetherness I'd say because that you know from the from a community standpoint there was very much a togetherness there you know uh, especially with the UK guys down the other end of the corner it was very everybody was very like happy everyone was having a chat having a laugh yeah, I think at some such point a great you, bunch. there was me you me you and Lazar at one stage doing commentary <laughs> commentary rondos where we were going right you're doing Dutch you're doing Greek you're doing English. yeah 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 uh, that was amazing that was great and to it, hear and it was, was doing was good great. as well yeah, Lazar, shout out to Lazar because Lazar's Lazar's great commentary. It's just oh, like yeah. I think even I think even I, Dave Fish turned around at one point and said, "No, nah, I just want to listen to that. Can, can we pipe him in?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely because I I'd heard you do uh, commentary before, but not Lazar. I had no yeah. clue, but it sounded so good. Of course, yeah. he, he, he might have been he might have been talking gibberish for all I know, <laughs> but. <laughs> no, but he's he, but it was it was that togetherness, and I suppose that's probably a good a good way to to segue on to to the Pez League uh, kind of events because obviously you know yeah. brought up to full speed. It's your you know your first your first regional event or your first European regional event was in Liverpool. You know how did you find yeah. the, the kind of the setup of the event? You know you know in terms of what did you find that was you know you know ticks that box of yeah that was a really good event. Um, what what was it that really kind of brought it home for you because i know you really enjoy these these pez league events so so what is it really that kind of makes it so that you're actually yeah, i want to go and do that again yeah it's probably the professionalism uh all, all the guys behind cameras as well knowing very well what they what they are doing uh studio setup it's it's amazing it looks great on screen as well and and all the guys just um i've, I've had events in holland uh not not many uh, especially in the past few years, everything's getting more professional. But I've had events, of course, where I get stuck next to a person who has either has no clue what they're talking about or are shy or uh, nervous in front of the camera and I have to hold them by the hand, so to speak. Uh, and and I, I come there in Liverpool and just everybody knows exactly what they're doing. Everybody's relaxed and calm and just gets sat down in front of the camera and, and does what they need to do. So it was all very natural. We didn't even have to... I'd never worked with these guys before and we didn't have to talk about much just yeah the basic stuff instructions about what kind of words not to use what kind of terms not to use and uh, we just sat down and it just instantly clicked so uh, that helps a lot as well um, and especially meeting all the people like you say the togetherness and and the great the great scene because everybody uh, 
mo most of the people uh, like each other and uh, and love to see each other do well. So mm. and grabbing back to uh, the end of my playing career, that's probably what made me stop as well because I loved the land tournament so much. Mm -hmm. But back then it was just like three or four a year. Yeah. Three or four big ones where I got to see my teammates. And right after that, after having that atmosphere and, and, and the screaming after the kills and the jumping up and and after the match uh, going to to celebrate with your teammates, but also going to shake the hands of your opponents, etc. And I kind of missed it when I got back home and I had to get back into my uh, my room again, just yeah. sitting by myself, just yeah. practicing every night. <laughs> it, it got harder and harder as my career progressed to to get the motivation to just sit in my my room by myself because I I loved being on land, but yeah. the practicing nights that was kind of. Um, derogatory or what, what's the word for that it was kind of repetitive and, and yeah. at some point even maybe even boring I'd yeah say. i couldn't yeah. i couldn't get the right motivation to give it my all i mean there's point. there's so many there's so many echoes with kind of uh kind of at least how i how i kind of feel at the moment it's like you know when i when i've gone to kind of the football pro events and i come home and i just sit there and i go oh can i not can i not just live there can we not do this again yeah. We're not yeah, just yeah. getting like next weekend, like, and and you you get that buzz of uh, of performing in front of a camera. It's a live, you know, or at least in my case, it's recorded. But they're one take recordings. It's not it's not something where you can kind of go and do it again. It's yeah, exactly. live recordings, you know. And and there is a bit of pressure on you. I think with you know, for example, with my streaming through Twitch, there's a lot less pressure on me there because you know I'm in my own home. I'm you know I'm I'm in a comfortable area. I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, I think with with eFootball Pro and with Pez League, even you know, you, you're, there is a certain amount of expectation that you deliver. Uh, I remember very vividly uh, Jordy, who was one of the main one of the main uh, one of the main guys at eFootball Pro. The first event that I did, he just uh, looked at me and he went, "You ready?" And I wasn't. I under no circumstances was I ready <laughs> because I was sat there for eight hours watching gameplay. And I just in instinctively just went, "No, nah, I'm always ready. You don't need to worry about me." But I inside, I was absolutely shaking. <laughs> absolutely shaking yeah. um but you get used to it it's a weird thing where if you do something often enough you'll just yeah. get to a stage where you'll kind of go actually um you know my you know my your energy level stays the same you you know your you know, your heartbeat doesn't spike you don't get an adrenaline rush instead you're able to kind of perform at your absolute best i suppose that's where you know kind of elite sportsmen come into it where they'll kind of go yep yeah, actually we you know we visualize stuff and we make sure that you know we, we're yeah. prepared uh, and i suppose a similar way goes into broadcasting not that you have to be athletically fit i mean obviously i know you're an avid runner but you don't, you don't need to be yeah. athletically fit but i suppose mentally you have to be switched on at all times and uh, uh, yeah. and, for, and for me that even that correlates to to kind of pez league itself especially when you're a player you have to be mentally switched on i i kind of oh, see yeah. i kind of see whenever i was in uh, kind of games you kind of go into a bubble yeah. And it's a weird sensation. It's kind of like you, you go into a bubble and you don't come out for that kind of entire game. Um, that's why I even shocked to myself when I, when I stood up and shook Hugo's hand in Liverpool because that was just instinctive. Everyone was like, oh, did you plan that? Or did you, oh, did you, were you going to do that anyway? I was like, purely instinctive. It yeah. was just, it was, it, and you're in a bubble because you don't think that there's a camera on you. You don't think there's people watching. You don't think there's people commentating. You just kind of get up and go, oh, fair play. And then when I watched it back, I was like, God, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> After it, such know. a thrilling match. Yeah, and such it's like, 
you do you do get into those those modes and it's a, and again you know we'll we'll, we'll kind of get onto the the kind of the the, the the i suppose the results really of of the emirates weekend so uh obviously the co-op was on the friday i wasn't in attendance for it um unfortunately i had to to, to work um but uh i obviously there was there was plenty of actions plenty of surprises as well um yeah. i managed to catch i think it was illegal soul versus uh broken silence just as i was walking to my car uh i was walking i was walking to the car going right i am gonna i'm i'm watching this as i'm walking i will navigate through traffic if i need to watch this game <laughs> uh and uh i got to my car sat down i just saw goals going in and you could see the the animation of of those players i mean i know that you touched on it there when you were talking about you know csgo you have kills you you know you can jump up and down you yeah. know what what is your opinion on on celebrating in esports because my my personal opinion is is that i think it's part of the spectacle almost oh, yeah. you know I, I remember vividly um shout out to eldridge o'neill um i remember mm. vividly in 2017 I scores know. a goal wins a game and immediately gets up looks at the crowd and just shouts this is my stage and points at the foot like but to me that was comical to me that was that was yeah. playing you know you need some type of character in it um what what's your opinion on it or what's your slant on it oh i, I love that part i mean you need that it's it's the bread and butter of esports you need the emotion you need the the drama the excitement and as long as it's all respectful as long as you're not swearing at your opponent or making weird gestures then it's all good right because yeah. you, you know you, you need that drama to get the crowd hyped up as well and then then you get all the more um great highlight reels for it as well so uh, i i love that I love that back in Counter-Strike and I love it now seeing it happen in, in PES League as well. It's, it's basically the same emotions because you're so, like you said, you're in that bubble, you're so focused, but you have that small moment where you can feel that relief because you mm. score that crucial goal uh, right before full time and then surely that's going to all burst out into, uh, into raw emotion and I love seeing that happen. That's probably the main reason that I love going to these events. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's it's different for, for for different. I suppose it's different for different people. I mean, you know, for example, if you looked at that Pesley weekend, um, obviously Illegal All Stars came out on on co-op, you know, on top in the co-op, which I suppose I don't know whether that was a surprise or not, given the quality of the three players that were there. I know that obviously going into it, Broken Silence were were kind of not heavy favourites, but they were people's kind of choice because they'd seen them do it before. I think yeah. seeing uh, Guifera and uh, Animo and uh, the the other part of that trio, they all were kind of stud players, if that makes sense. They were stud kind of. There were three really good individuals, but you put yeah. them into a team, and there's something else. Um, obviously, you could say that as well with Broken Silence. I mean, you've got Luca, you've got you know Alex Alguacil, you've got Etorito. That yeah. those players are of a similar makeup. So I think whenever that clash happens in terms of those two teams it was always going to be a what's going to happen and it's it's kind of like your tyson holyfields uh and you'll hear that a lot in this podcast ladies and gentlemen because that was that was exactly how i had the world the, the 1v1 world final it's tyson holyfield because it, it, it was that type of clash um but it, it just to kind of go back to the emotion side of it you could see how different players approach different emotions so for example the the guys from asia so you know when Zeus oh, yeah. was two 0 down in two 0 down against Henry in uh, I think it was the quarterfinals and brings it back to two two and his only celebration literally was holding his hand out all just to say I should have done that earlier that yeah. was that was literally <laughs> that was literally his emotion like I should have done that earlier 
Um, and then obviously goes on and wins it. Crowd go ballistic. And the guy's 16. You know, yeah, the guy's yeah, yeah. 16. Uh, players, I think, of youth players, they need to obviously be encouraged to carry on and keep playing, regardless of skill level. Because, you know, as, as older players, we're not getting any younger. You know, you need to have a new kind of thread of people coming through. And, right. and that, I, I'm a massive believer in you have to leave kind of not leave something behind but you know the day that i start playing i want to make sure that there is somebody who comes into my spot for pez universe for example or for the pez universe pros i yeah. want somebody to be able to come in and go yep do you know what where's a set that standard yeah where's a set oh, where's yeah. a set the standard for for our pez universe guys in terms of the esports and now yeah. we're all going to try and take it on and take it next level because I think that's that's just a natural progression for everybody. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Like maybe back in the day, you took uh, inspiration from uh, the the performances of Dex Court, probably. Yeah, that was it. Getting, and that, getting and that a couple of top three finishes or at least one top three finish. Yeah, uh, League World Finals. Yeah, he's the last. Uh, I think in terms of notes, Dex is like the last UK guy to do anything of. We we say anything of of kind of relevance on a world stage. You know, yeah, I think he yeah. got knocked out in a penalty shootout in a quarterfinal. You know, yeah. very stereotypical. You know, exactly, England yeah. getting. And getting I already took note of his performances because he came. He became a triple back-to-back champion in, yeah. in the UK okay. as well. That was even before, uh, before I actually noticed that that he was actually able to do it on the world stage as well. Because you know, it takes so much to get to that top level, even in in just your own country. Yeah, uh, some people underestimated because when I talk to people outside of the, the sports world sometimes they ask me about what, what's about what about the prize money for that tournament and, and then I tell them and they're like oh that's not bad for an afternoon's work and I'm like afternoon's work what are you are you crazy what do you mean they've been yeah, qualifying for this for the past eight or nine months <laughs> well, are you okay thing. that's the thing when people look at it and they go oh so how much did did x earn oh uh, well x earned 20 grand for winning the world final Hold it. Yeah. He got that for playing on his PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. But it's the sacrifice, it's the risk and reward to get to exactly. that level. You know, to look at um, uh, an Osmaka Bile or to look at an Eterita or to look at a Christopher. I, and I only use those because they're the three most prevalent names that were at the World Finals in terms of the last yeah. stages. If you look at the, the commitment and the, the sacrifice that those guys are making to get oh, yeah. to that level, you know, obviously they are they are you know, far and away, kind of the best three players that are there because they are they're committed to their cause, yeah. and they they have to routinely practice. You know, you know, you look at some of the eFootball pro guys; they've got a you know they've got like eight hours a day training as part of you know as part of some of their you know some some of their stuff that goes on, yeah. and you know that's the commitment level you have to have. Um, obviously, for myself, when I'm looking at it, I'm kind of. And I think it was even Paul, I think it may have even been Paul that referenced it in Liverpool, um, is that with myself, I'm kind of in a little bit of a halfway house. I'm I'm not a full pro, but I'm not a full streamer. I'm kind of caught in between the two because I can't, yeah. you know, I could give up streaming tomorrow and dedicate myself to pro or to try and be a pro player. And, and who knows what would happen there? You know, if I was yeah. just with no broadcast, pure focus, who knows what happens? Um, but the same could be said for streaming. You know, streaming could easily be the exact same. So you know, it's it, yeah. it, it's yeah, all about that commitment level. Well if and, you fully focus on it, although you, you are probably focused on streaming a lot, right? Yeah, I think I think to say yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say it'd be fair to say that I'm I'm focused on streaming. But I suppose my my goals shifted somewhat between um, kind of personal 
goals that I have now and more and more of team goals that I have. So you know, same time, I'm 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 interested because surely uh, you've seen what you're capable of last year by qualifying for the regionals in Liverpool, and you you almost made it to the to the knockout stages as well to the to the ending of the knockout stages. Um, so th- doesn't that make you hungrier to to maybe? Uh, go full throttle on just practicing, 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 and and trying to get the practice with the top players, like you said, because it's it's not easy to to be allowed to to practice against international top players, right? It's it's not. It's it's a lot of it. I find is down to kind of networking and 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 yeah. kind of you know, getting in with the right people. Also, folks, just let you know, he's completely reversed this. This is now his interview on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a smooth smooth segue to ask you me a question. Um, but yeah, in terms of the in terms of my desires now at the moment, I think it's because I know that there is a route. There's a route elsewhere. I'm kind of like, actually, would I would I dial down on the streaming to put more time in? Or is it more a case of actually if I do more streaming and I do more commentary and I do more events, does that get me more of a portfolio to be able to then, you know, kind of not approach people, but at least say, hey. At least I can be in the conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still, I'm still in two minds about it. I know that yeah. that my skills are there. Like I know that you know, winning the UK final last year and kind of you know, you know, obviously the co-op triumph that, or the co-op, the co-op qualification that we had um, in 2018, and you know, qualifying in 2017 for for a one v one. I know that I'm getting there. It's just a case of do I want to put more in, and I don't know the answer to that at this point because I'm still very kind of stuck almost. You know, I go to events like that, you know, last last, you know, couple of weeks ago and I'm I'm like do I want do I want the stress of having to compete with these guys and having the disappointment and having the kind of failures or you know, or do I want to kind of go hey actually I'll I'll take a comfy seat on the sofa where I can just talk about it and yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, when you see when you're analyzing yeah, when you're analysing your commentating, it's a far different. You get a far different appreciation, and you get a far different outlook on on how these guys play and what these guys do, and the margins that they go to to make sure that they are, you know, at the peak of their powers. Yeah. You know, um, uh, but but what I what I would say is that the the more you get the chance to compete at those kind of events like Liverpool, but also World Finals, the, the more you uh, will be able to up your game. Uh, as well, because what you were talking about—that you need a little bit of experience doing something over and over again to to realize that there's no need to be nervous for it, or or that you're gonna be comfortable enough to to bring your A game all the time. Uh, that's that works that way in uh, in competing in events as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I noticed it a lot when I, I you know I'd, I'd even said to myself before I played Hugo, like if I get ahead and if it's you know at the end of the, you know it's one of the final final minutes of the game, you know you go five at the back and you you actually try and consolidate because what I did yeah. in Barcelona wasn't that. Uh, I think I went two nil down to funny enough it was Eldridge who I played in the group that day. Uh, I went two nil down against Eldridge and instead of kind of kind of tucking up. I keep using boxing terminology. Instead of tucking up and taking a couple more blows, instead I kind of opened up and went, ah, I'm just going to attack him now because there's no way of doing it. And then I lost 4-0, went out on goal difference. And uh, the same way that, uh, is it Callock or Calcock, uh, who was in the the 1v1, got six points and went out on goal difference. It was exactly what happened to me in in 2017. So I had a great 
kind of you know empathy for for how he'd been and and the feelings that he would have got but to to kind of to swing it on to to the events of of kind of 1v1 i mean there were so many shocks on that day i mean in terms of players who i would have thought potentially would have had a better a better run you know there are some players who i would say did it did probably punched above their weight and there were some people that that kind of didn't play to their to their right level yeah. Well, the the obvious one who who did do more than we expected of him was probably Zeus Faden, but oh, maybe yeah. also very sudden. Yeah, because yeah. He's now thirty nine years old. Oh uh, yeah, he managed and, to yeah to make the quarterfinals, I believe. He did. He <laughs> That's made the amazing. Finals, and it was it was brilliant. And it's like you said. Well, it's like we said to him at the time. You know, if if that is the case, that a thirty nine year old, not that not that you know, esports is a young <laughs> person's game, but. If if he if 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 he can make it to a quarterfinals, there is hope oh, yeah. for absolutely everybody. I've, I've got a couple of years left, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I should start now. But it but it was it was surprise packages. So it was and 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 that's what oh, I meant yeah. by people who I'd never I would never have had the the luxury of being able to meet. So meeting Zeus, meeting uh, very certain, meeting a load yeah. of the the um, I think it was League League One League One. They followed me on Twitter. Oh shortly. yeah, yeah, the, like Indonesian the Indonesian players. The Indonesian players. I'd never, yeah, I'd never have had the luxury of meeting them, but they were all oh, yeah. so nice. They oh, were so yeah. nice. Um, big shout out to them. Lucky big Marie, shout out to them. Valentinus. He actually gave me a, a shirt of the Indonesian team as well. I've got oh, the jersey wow. here. That's amazing. That's, I'm gonna, They're trying to I'm sign gonna... you up. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, this, this guy's not 39 yet. He's got a couple of good years <laughs> left in him. <laughs> but that was it. It was the it was the it was the shocks of that. And I think even when Zeus got to the semis. There was a feeling in that room that he could have took a Torre. That I, I genuinely feel there was. And the fact that it was only one nil. The fact that it was quite a jittery, jittery performance from a Torre, but he got through to the final. And and obviously, you know, the, the big man. Does, yeah, yeah. And and we've had conversations <laughs> in Liverpool saying that there has to be somebody that's going to knock him off because yeah. you can't stay at that level for so long, and and keep that consistency going. And in the back of my head, I lose a bit of hunger, a bit of you're going to get complacent. You're going to get like, oh, I'll, I'll be able to win anyway. Well, I'll, 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 I think I'll go out and have a beer instead of practice this time with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, what the hell, I'm winning everything anyway. And then suddenly there's some other guy who, who didn't have that beer and well, who did was, practice that night. Here was the thing. And it was it was because and, and I'd, I'd kind of backed him from. When I'd started, when I'd started spotting him and Lotfi playing together for Monaco, um, yeah. in eFootball Pro, I was like, Osma's, Osma's back. Like, and 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 when we'd had that conversation in Liverpool, where we were like, is there anybody that can stop him? Uh, in terms of Etore, because we were like, we we we'd watched him that day. We'd watched him rip apart absolutely everybody oh, yeah. in Liverpool, and we yeah. were kind of sat there, kind of going, well, is there anybody that can take him? I again, and then in, in Kiev as well, right? With yeah, the exception Kiev, of the first Kiev. group stage match against yeah. uh, Figo, Brut Figo, yeah. he, he went through it. He went through everybody. And, yeah, and four like, nil against Alamao in the final as well. Yeah, so that's like, oh man. See, yeah, so you're just like, is there anybody that can stop him? Step forward, the Batman of Pez, which was as Macaboy <laughs> coming, coming oh, yeah. from the shadows, um, and that. I, and uh, in terms of performances and in terms of mentalities. There's been a lot said about Usman's mentality in terms of, you know, if something's not going right, he'll, he'll start having a bit of a, a moan or a bit of a whinge. Yeah. 
But from my perspective, that's him just trying to fire himself up because he knows the level oh, yeah. that he can get to. I mean, obviously, the level he's at now, he's got an eFootball Pro title with uh, Lotfi, who, by the way, Lotfi is is no by no means being like it's not like a oh well it's just one player in that team Lotfi is awesome as oh, yeah. a player. It's uh, exceptional um, but you've got you've got eFootball pro title you've got the 1v1 title you know uh, he he is he is unfortunately he is the goat yeah i know that everyone likes to throw around that but there's no man that's got three world titles there's nobody that's done it back to back you know but at the same time you have to wonder like atorito has has had more world final appearances and more top three placements. Now, I know, obviously, because he's been at it longer, despite being younger, he's been at it for a bit longer than Asmakaba. Um, but but I really feel like either of these two could pan out to be the GOAT in, in, in a number of years. It's like they're the, the Ronaldo and the Messi of, of yeah, it, right now, that's, right? That's what, it, that's what literally it, it literally is. And it, it's Tyson Holyfield. It's Ronaldo versus Messi. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's Tiger Woods versus Jack Nicklaus. That, that's where we're at yeah. with them as a level. And, and I think that final pr- proved just how good their level was. The fact that, you know... With eight minutes left, I think it was, Atore makes it 2-1, and the feeling yeah. of the room is, oh, God, Atore's going to take this. And then, yeah. bam, Usma's <laughs> counter, counter punch, and it's 2-2. And then it all, you know, it was just the it was the back and forth of it. I think if it had gone to penalties, I think, ah, oh, well, I, I, I couldn't have watched at that stage. <laughs> um, yeah. But when you look at the caliber and the level that they're at, you've got to think... They are they are the best in their ind- you know the best they are the best in their industry. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know that's that's not to take away from the likes of Guifera. That's not to take away from the likes of Christopher. That's not to take away from the likes you know of players that are around. But it, it very much feels as though there is a kind of um, an air of certainty. So when the draw was made, I think it was a couple of days before, everyone looked yeah. at it and kind of went, "Well, can Atore and Usma play for that?" Well, it depends on what happens. And then when it all played out in the day, everyone was like, when it goes to the knockouts, everyone was like, well, this is going to be a final. This is going to be it. Um, oh, yeah. You know. And I don't Definitely. think anybody would have been especially good to do that. Especially after that group phase, because Kifera got stuck in a group with Atorito and a couple of other Maya, quality Maya, players Maya, in there as well. Maya Geika. Shout out to Maya Geika, because oh, he, yeah. he put some really good performances. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you look at it, and you just look around, and you go, actually... It's not just Europeans to do this. There are there's there's oh, very, very skilled cool. players in America's very skilled players in Asia. You know, yeah. there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of good players around the place. So that I suppose that from a from a from a world placement or from a world viewership, people the top eight, I think it consisted of kind of I think it was four Europeans, a couple of uh, Americans, and then there was a couple of Asian guys. You look at it and you kinda of go well, actually, anybody can still win it from that point because it's knockout oh, yeah. football, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. You, I mean, you know what? It, if someone it... has a bad day, like Atorito or Uzma, and, and another guy has a good day, surely they're going to beat them. Uh, we've seen that happen in, in group stage matches. Uh, we've seen that happen sometimes. Uh, but but usually, uh, uh, in the in the scale of the entire tournament, there's, there's something about these guys that they can just turn it on, and especially when they get to the knockout stage, that's where they thrive. It's almost um, it's have... almost like the lights get a bit brighter, the 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 kind of the they they kind of get a bit more comfy in their chairs, and then all of yeah. a sudden, you know, they hit that extra gear, and yeah, 
it's it's oh, yeah. it is it is it is it is like an extra gear that they have um yeah. you know and, and even the, the smartness as well in what they do, because everything happens for a reason. If you look at Usma Kabal, there are some matches where he's extremely loud after every goal, where he's screaming, he's going up and down. And then there's other matches where he's just calm and relaxed and doesn't even make any sound after a goal, because he knows that his opponent is a certain age or a certain experience that is not going to harm them at all. So why use that energy? Just keep your focus on the game. So that, that's something that impresses me so much. He thinks about everything, not just on the digital pitch, but uh, outside of it as well. Who am well, I playing? I think, I, what are his I... fortes? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a believer in that that the tournament starts at the minute you walk in the practice room. So oh, regardless yeah. regardless of how you you know, it, it's all about body language. It's all about um, your own mentality. It's about reading other people. It's like you said, confidence. If, you know, if, yeah, confidence. If you you know, if you look across the room and you're like, oh, actually, this guy this guy's not talking to anybody because uh, that kind of happened a little bit with me with Tiamat when I when I played him in Liverpool because uh, there was Tiamat, there was Christopher, and there was uh, Neo. Uh, there was Bounty. Um, who who were kind of in the practice room playing on their own. There's nothing against that whatsoever because you know you you know you practice the way you want to practice. But yeah. I knew Tiamit was in my group, but because I'd had no interactions with Tiamit, I couldn't get a read of him. So when I got on the stage and I'm you know it's my first game that's on a live stream and it's against Tiamit, who at that time was considered. I mean, I think at that time he was he'd finished third. He was third the previous year, I think it was. Yeah, he'd finished yeah. third the previous year. You know, I'm coming up against what is what ranked th- third in the world, and I'm kind of like, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know how to take this guy. And notoriously, Tiamit, for example, Tiamit is very, um, he's very stoic. Doesn't really let out emotions. Doesn't really let anything kind of affect him. He just kind of goes about his business, yeah. and he just gets on with it. You know, um, you know, the game against Hugo, for example. You know, I'd, I'd spent a quite a bit of time talking to Hugo prior to the game. You know, in terms of we were just, I think even when we were walking up on stage, we just because we got quite friendly with each other, we just said, Joe, let's go and have some fun and whatever. Yeah, happens, he's a great happens. guy. <laughs> he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. And it's like, you look at it and you just kind of go, and I, and I suppose maybe that played into the instinctive handshake, I suppose, because it was yeah. just a case of, well, he's, he's my friend and he's, he yeah. scored the last minute. He's celebrating. Do you know what? Fair play to him. Cause I, I remember yeah. distinctly walking off Paul, Paul and you kind of going, can we just spare a minute for what he's just done? Because if he hadn't, if I yeah. was me, I'd have thrown my pad at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Or just stormed off. Yeah. Or uh, just we've, we've seen players in tears after moments like that, where they were so close to making it. And then, and then just not like, like the Tiger eSports guys. And that was one of the most beautiful things that I saw a couple of weeks ago in the Emirates Stadium was the Tiger eSports guys uh, from Brazil getting eliminated by another Brazilian team, Eliga Sul, uh, also with a last-minute decider. Um, and they they seemed to be clinching it because they were in front 10 minutes before time. And then two of the three guys just broke down in tears. They were crying. They were It was impossible to console them. And then, like half an hour later, the final is going on and they're cheering for these other guys from Brazil. And that's what I love about, about yeah, the best league community. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. I think you, you're 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 more likely to cheer for somebody from from your region. However, yeah. I think it's such now because my first event that I turned up to, the there was there was friendly guys. So for example, I you know I, I'll I'll shout them out now. But the Dutch guys, for example, they were super friendly when we when I was in Barcelona. You know, there was quite a few really nice yeah. people in Barcelona. But I think as the years have gone on, it's kind of become a bit more of a togetherness where. 
you get to know these people. You know, like you said, if you're if you're playing these top players, if you're playing internationally and you're playing all these different types of tournaments, you're bouncing off of these people. You're interacting with them yeah. and you get more to know them. You know, so it was, it's it's that kind of it's almost like a camaraderie now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, definitely. And I think I Makes think you if feel anybody good to see knew, them do well, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember vividly turning up to my first event, and I know you mentioned Dex earlier, but I turned up to my first event in Barcelona, and I was jokingly asked where was Dex because they were so used to seeing Dex at oh, yeah. regionals that having somebody else there was completely alien to them. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which it, which which it was, Maybe. which it was, and I can understand it because you know if if all you know as an international player, if all you know is oh well, there's just Dex and there's there's um you know there's Osman, Osman Idris, Idris. Who, yeah, yeah, superb, is absolutely brilliant. super guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I great mean, to meet him uh, back in Porto. Yeah, first time that, I met him in real life. Uh, yeah. I think I already had him on Facebook, probably like I had you on Twitter before Liverpool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, what a great guy! Yeah, I love, I, I, I love his energy because it's a case of, I, I, I will give you some some stick and I will give you some words, but I will back it up with how yeah. I play, and, yeah, and and that's and and that you can always get behind. I don't mind smack talking if you can back it up. You know, oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't ever smack talk before a game because. Uh, you, you know, anything can happen in the game, and then you walk off and you look a bit stupid. Whereas yeah. ours is very different. Ours will smack talk and then <laughs> beat you, and then smack talk you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, kind of like slap on Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like yeah, I've won more titles than anybody in the MLS. You know, like so. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's it's Good and stuff. it's that it's that type of and like I said, it's it, you know, it kind of dials back to community, it dials back to uh, you know camaraderie it, and it really dials back to a community spirit like when when all the all the event was over last you know last uh you know i mean you can even go into the, the celebration of usma i mean god love him i'm glad he had a t-shirt underneath because oh, yeah. when his shirt <laughs> came up i was like hold on and then i was like, oh he's got a shirt underneath that's okay hold on i don't need to see this <laughs> no and then and then and then and then it was just it was then just it was an absolute melee in the middle i just saw yeah. He kind of ran into. I've watched it back. He ran into the middle, and then he's got a whole bunch of people just jumping up and down with him, who were who were supporting him. And oh it's, yeah, you know it, it's it's Fabricio Werdum standing on on his seat yeah. trying to film it from on top. Yeah, great. And it's, but I've got a great picture from that. Oh, that's but, it, but, but it is, but it is, it, and it's those memories that will live with people. It's those memories that are on highlight reels. You know, it's those memories that are are going to be everywhere. It's going to be. Do you remember where you were yeah. when? Osma won his third. Do you remember the celebration? Do you remember, you know, for even me, one of my best memories of the days is: Do you remember taking the photo on the uh, on the on the Pez League set? And nearly getting, oh yeah, and, definitely. And getting, With all you guys getting, from Pez Universe, and nearly getting kicked off by a cameraman because he wanted to back away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great stuff. But it's one of the but it's one of those events that you know, and I suppose it's it's making memories, and you know, and. And I suppose for for you, what's kind of been your what's kind of been your defining memory this, of this season? Um, you know, uh, 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 the Pez League. What's your? Well, if you were to pick out one one thing, you could go back time machine and put you back there. Do it again. What, where would it be? Ah, uh, uh, it's so many good moments, like the, the one where we're doing the commentary, which we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Just in the, sitting in the crowd doing it in our own language. Um, the the moments. Um, uh, thinking about the most recent moments, uh, probably sitting next to Robert Pires, doing analysis, sitting next to Fabricio Werden. That's that's obviously uh, amazing as well. But 
still it's it's probably that that first event the liverpool event because mm -hmm. back then we had two dutch contenders and we had a dutch team contending and so so for me it was probably liverpool probably because it was my first international pest event and because we had a lot of dutch contenders that made it so sweet for me um yeah I, it's hard because because the last one was obviously the greatest in terms of venue because we were inside the Emirates Stadium and and with the uh, with the celebrities there. That's hard, man. Hard to choose. Oh yeah, I think I think for me, I think having an event on on home soil, regardless of how. Porto, I, by how the I, way, remember the finals in Porto. Because the team final was like 5-4 in the end, or 4-4 in penalties. And then yep. we were like, nothing is ever going to top this. And then the next day, the 1v1, uh, the 1v1 final with us, Maccabile versus Christopher, ending in 3-3 in penalties as well. Oh, yeah, man. Osma jumped off the stage. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, please make sure he lands okay. I don't want him to twist an ankle. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, having Liverpool, or at least when it got announced that it was Liverpool, I was like, that's, that's perfect. Because yeah. it was, you know, it's your home city. Oh, sorry, it's your home. It's your home country. It's you know, it's something special. Granted, going to Porto would have been lovely. Going to you know wherever they might have the next events would be great. But having one in your own country is, is something else. You know, yeah. to, you know, for in terms of circumstances, there's no like you know, you don't have to get on a flight. You don't have to you know adjust for any kind of time differences. You don't get any you know ill feeling for being in a different country. You know, you exactly, don't get anything yeah. like that. You're in your own your own place and you're an hour away from home you and, got a lot of crowd supporting you yeah you've got, got that yeah. everywhere but yeah in Liverpool most probably yeah and it was it was it was it was nice to, to have that you know I had some friends that had come up and watched it with us there was yeah. you know sometimes journalists hanging around the place there was you know and then you get to watch you know when when the pressure's off you and you're knocked out or when the pressure's off you and you're not you know you're watching the co-ops yeah. you can sit there and watch some of the best teams and the best players go at it and i think i think that is going to hold a, a, a memory there for me whether you know whether it, it, it works out in the future that i i stop playing pez league or if i transition into casting or if i transition to you know to whatever you know um it, it's it's been a nice ride so far for me oh, you yeah. know, i've got to three events i've got to three regionals but you've got at least a decade more in you man yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If we if we take the very Sutton model, I've got oh, yeah. a, a decade at least, even so. more, <laughs> <laughs> or more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's that's a it's a nice way to kind of to bring it all around. And and you know, and I suppose maybe that's my final question to you. Where where do you see esports going in the future in terms of because obviously we know it's quite a hot commodity at the moment. Uh, where oh, yeah. do you see esports going within PES? What, what? Um, purely focusing on PES or yeah, esports we'll, in general? We'll go, we'll go esports in general, and then if you can segue onto how you think it's going to affect PES. Uh, well, I can uh, I can already notice that I'm getting involved in in the football scene more, the actual football scene, uh, based on my uh, uh, performances as a uh, esports commentator. So I guess I can see these two worlds uh, merge uh, more and more, uh, especially as I've done already a couple of esports events in stadiums as well not just the emirates uh inside the studio in the hall but i've actually stood on the field of the amsterdam arena for uh fifa matches uh which took place just before an actual football match of ix space Fay, and one uh in during the break during halftime break for an international friendly match of italy versus netherlands 
So that sort of stuff, I see that happening more and more. And I see uh, professionals from both worlds coming into the other worlds more and more as well. We're probably going to see people who are football commentators uh, who want to dabble and uh, try their luck at uh, at being esports commentators as well. And that's gonna they're going to learn from us. We're going to learn from them. And so esports is uh, it's already growing rapidly, but I bet it's going to be even more massive than it already is. It's going to be better and better. And uh, I think we've got a couple of really interesting years ahead. But I can imagine, especially in a couple of decades time, in a time where every big company has a CEO that has been, that has grown up with the games and esports, uh, that's where esports is going to really hit the big time. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think if you, if you, if you've got people who are, who are who are uh, playing the game who are you know at least involved in the development of it so you know i know we always hear about like uh, oh you know what's going to happen when ronaldo is then manager of portugal and you know all of those yeah. types of weird football manager scenarios that you might see yeah. um, but it'd be nice if you know for example you know your alex alcaciles you know your your smaka biles your toritos your christophers your you know whoever get them involved in towards the east side kind of esports side of things to maybe kind of uh kind of branch out exactly how they want the game to be formed going forward not necessarily right now but you know kind of in the future maybe look to those guys and go okay you you've seen the pitfalls of what we've done or how we played what we've set up where would you go and change it how would you go about it you know uh so yeah i I feel like everybody's gonna gonna learn a lot from each other and uh, good times ahead yeah, well, it's, it's every day is a school day, as I say. I think oh, yeah. that'll be a that'll be a, a nice little a nice little end point, I suppose, for 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 the podcast today. I mean, obviously, uh, a massive thank you to to yourself, obviously, for sparing some time to to speak to me today. Um, thank you. Obviously, I'm sure the guys uh, who listen to this will will obviously feedback <laughs> over Twitter as they do uh, from time yeah. to time. Uh, Please do. And, and obviously, you know, uh, you know, and like I said, just a, a thank you for for coming for coming and speaking to us today and. And uh, guys, for, for those listening to the podcast, this has been episode 13 of the Pez Universe podcast. And uh, we hope to see you again for episode 14, which may contain some demo stuff. Uh, in which case, guys, well, peace out. Enjoy your day, morning or evening, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, I have been Weza. Uh, he has been Rene Tronger. Uh, and take care, guys. <laughs>